0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Hey folks, Tom Merritt here. This episode is about Bluetooth and was originally released November 25th, 2021, but we have added an update about Bluetooth LE audio since that original episode. Bluetooth headphones that just magically connect without wires. Why can't all my devices do that? Can I get rid of Wi-Fi routers now? Are you confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about Bluetooth. Bluetooth is a rather old wireless technology standard meant for exchanging data over short distances. It was conceived of as a replacement for wires, originally RS-232 data cables, kids ask your parents, but it is now used to wirelessly connect lots of devices from keyboards to headphones to health monitors and more. Bluetooth uses ultra high frequency or UHF radio waves between 2.402 and 2.48 gigahertz. Its range is usually around 10 to 100 meters, though Bluetooth 5.0 makes it possible to get up to 400 meters, or in some cases as much as a kilometer. It was originally standardized by IEEE as IEEE 802.15.1, but IEEE doesn't maintain it anymore. The Bluetooth Special Interest Group, or Bluetooth SIG, and its 35,000 member companies manage it all on their own now. If a manufacturer meets Bluetooth SIG standards, it gets a license for Bluetooth patents and the right to market its device as Bluetooth compliant, including being able to use that fancy Bluetooth symbol. Bluetooth began with a desire to develop wireless headsets, and the Bluetooth earpiece, you remember people walking around with those, was one of the first ubiquitous examples of Bluetooth technology. The CTO of Ericsson Mobile in Sweden, Nils Rydbeck, began developing the protocol in 1989. He assigned Todd Wingren to work on the spec and Jop Hartson and Sven Madison to develop it. Principal design began in 1994, and a working solution was achieved in 1997— also, in 1997, the head of IBM's ThinkPad R&D department, Adalio Sanchez, approached Ridebeck about integrating Ericsson phones into ThinkPads. They ended up deciding to build Ericsson's new short-range wireless tech into their devices to make that work. And because neither company had top market share, they decided to make it an open standard to encourage adoption. Ericsson provided the spec, and IBM contributed patents for the logical layer. Then Sanchez got Intel to join. And then Intel got Toshiba and Nokia to sign on. Intel's Jim Kardak proposed the name Bluetooth for all of this in 1997. He'd been reading Franz G. Bengtsson's historical novel The Long Ships*, which is about a 10th century Danish king, Harold Bluetooth, who united disparate tribes into a single kingdom. Sound familiar? All these companies coming together. Bluetooth aimed to unite wireless communication protocols. The Bluetooth logo is, in fact, a rune that merges the initials of Harold Bluetooth. Bluetooth SIG was launched in May 1998 with those five companies, Ericsson and IBM as founders, and Intel, Toshiba, and Nokia as members. The first consumer Bluetooth device, a hands-free mobile headset, won best of show at Comdex in 1999. Ericsson's T39 became the first phone with Bluetooth to hit shelves, and the ThinkPad A30 was the first laptop with Bluetooth. Both of those arrived in 2001. All right. So how's it work? Bluetooth uses frequency-hopping spread spectrum in the globally unlicensed, though regulated, industrial, scientific, and medical bands, or ISM. So what that means is packets of data are transmitted on one of 79 different one megahertz channels, and it keeps switching those channels fast, to avoid interference and eavesdropping. It does about sixteen hundred hops per second real fast. So a packet on channel one, then on channel sixty-two, then channel five, then back to channel forty-two, etc. etc. Once two devices are connected by Bluetooth, they know what the patterns of hops will be, and no other device can easily predict it. The frequency hopping makes the signal very difficult to intercept, and that helps keep it secure. Though they also use encryption, so don't fret. It does use some power to hop around like that. So Bluetooth low energy only uses 40 channels instead of the 79, but wider 2 megahertz channels. One Bluetooth device can connect with up to seven devices, but only transfer data between one device at a time, though it can rapidly switch between those connected devices. It does not use the internet for its connections. Instead, it creates what's called a PicoNet. Pico means very small, uh, sometimes referred to as a personal area network, a PAN. These devices all sync up their clocks as they hop frequencies and adapt to avoid frequencies that are being used by other devices or other protocols like Wi-Fi. You may hear about something called a scatternet. If you read up on this, that's when more than one piconet connect to each other. But don't get too excited. Bluetooth is low speed, short range, and it prioritizes power efficiency. So it's not good for high bandwidth or large amounts of data. That's why you have Wi-Fi. So how do these devices know who to connect to? Bluetooth devices must be paired. You've probably run into that, pairing a Bluetooth device. Usually this works by making the device you want to connect, let's say a pair of headphones, available for pairing. You press a little button on the headphone case. Then you go to the device you want to connect to, let's say it's your phone, and you look in Bluetooth settings for the new device to show up. Most phones will ask you to confirm that you want to pair a device, and some devices, like car stereos, will ask for a confirmation code. Simpler devices, like remotes, may have an even simpler way to connect, and a reminder, Bluetooth transmissions are almost always encrypted. But... The standard implementation remembers connections once you've approved them. And there are lots of attempts out there to trick you into approving connections without you realizing it. So it's important to occasionally check what devices you have approved to connect by Bluetooth. And maybe get rid of any that you don't recognize. You should also forget, that's what it's called when you get rid of them, forgetting that connection. You should also forget connections to headphones, cars, and such when you get rid of them. This is especially true for rental cars. You may also want to force a pin to be required to pair with your device and you know, don't use one, two, three, four, or triple, quadruple zero. Uh, if you're going to do it, uh, you do it right. Do something that can't be predicted. It's also not a bad idea to turn off Bluetooth if you're not going to use it, though that's becoming an increasingly rarer condition for many of us these days. All right. We've talked about the security. Let's talk about how far I can walk around with that Bluetooth device. Range. Range. Range is determined by the class of radio and the environment in which it's working. Most mobile devices have a Class 2 radio, which can reach up to 10 meters, but in reality, it's probably somewhere between 5 and 10. Class 1 radios can theoretically go up to 100 meters, but in practice, they get even less, more like 20 or 30. There's also such a thing as a Class 3 radio that has a range of about a meter. And Bluetooth 5 can do some tricks to increase range. We'll get to that later. While Bluetooth does not need line of sight, walls and other obstacles can cause reflections of the signal that can reduce your range. All Bluetooth versions have downward compatibility, so hardware with the newest version can usually work with all older versions. Here's some highlights Of the previous versions, Bluetooth BREDR, which stands for Basic Rate Enhanced Data Range, came along with Bluetooth version 2.1, offering simpler connectivity and better security. Bluetooth 3.0 increased how fast data could be transferred and lowered power consumption. Bluetooth 4 made low energy, aka Bluetooth LE, a priority, meaning you don't have to worry anymore about whether your Bluetooth device supports it or not. Bluetooth 4.2 sent data at up to a megabit per second, and Bluetooth 5 increased that to 2 megabits per second. Bluetooth 5 also increased the range the radios could achieve to up to 400 meters. Sort of. It does this by reducing the data rate, So there's more power behind each bit, making it easier to detect. So a developer has to choose to sacrifice bandwidth in order to increase the range, meaning this extended range is most common for Internet of Things devices, low-bandwidth stuff, like a door lock, for instance. It's also why I didn't include the longer range in the description of the radios earlier. Of course, Bluetooth 5 can also use its high energy to transmit twice the data over a shorter range, hence the faster 2 megabits per second peak speed. All right, more recently, Bluetooth 5.2 was published on December 31st, 2019, adding features for low energy for Bluetooth LE, including Bluetooth LE Audio. And Bluetooth 5.3 was published on July 13th, 2021, with a few improvements you won't likely see in your day-to-day life, but it makes developers' lives easier. Oh, and Bluetooth LE Audio finally had its spec completed on July 12, 2022. It focuses on power efficiency, improved the audio quality, and added new features like AuraCast, A U R A Cast, the ability for multiple devices like speakers and headphones to connect to a single audio source. We have a separate episode on that called About Bluetooth LE Audio. And that's Bluetooth I hope this helps you understand a little bit about how your wireless mouse and your earbuds work. In other words, I hope you know a little more about Bluetooth. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?